0: and uh, Troy Lee has been my friend I was sitting over there and Terry and I talked just a little bit but uh, uh, I met him back in 1975 and uh, I was ordained uh, minister in 1974 and they were they needed a pastor for Tommy and Troy and some Eddie and some of them went to church. And so uh, L.N. Lee and B.A., some of you have heard the names if you didn't know them, come by my house and pick me up, and I'd have been about 28 years old and took me to a strange place. And, uh, I mean, I'd never been there and didn't know anybody. Didn't even know the fellow. I think I knew L.N., but I didn't know B.A. Didn't even know the men that picked me up to take me there. And they took me to Tommy Lee's house. And Tommy may be watching. He wasn't able to be here today, but uh, uh, he may be watching today. But they took me to his house. And it wasn't long that Troy came. And Troy wanted to quiz me. He wanted to know what I believed. (laughs) And he had lots of questions. Now, mind you, we were young. Troy and I was almost the same age. I'm 74, and he he would have been 74. Uh, The point of me telling this is even as a young fellow, church was important to Troy Lee. He's had a lot of interests, and I've been through a lot of them with him. But his whole life, church was most important as far as what I'm concerned. Yeah. What I saw, church was most important. That's right. And I became pastor down there for about 18 months. I've got a list of probably most of them at home, and I wish I'd have done this for every church I'd pastored all the time. But I wrote down names of people that I baptized while I was down there. And a a lot of those people that I baptized, Troy Lee had uh, uh, worked with them and he brought them to church and they got saved. Uh, And some of their families come to church and got saved. And there's two men in my whole life. Now, a lot of people have, have done this, but there's two men that's just been outstanding in my whole life to get people to come to church. Troy Lee was run up, one of them. Oakley Webb was the other. And Oakley influenced Lester Adkins that's sitting back here and probably lots of people. And so those two men seemed like they just could get people to come to church And, and, and a lot of them got saved. Now, a lot of things I could say about Troy And he and I have been, uh, you know, close for lots of years. Uh, He'll be sadly missed. And and I kind of have mixed emotions today. I can be sad for me and us, but I have to be happy for Troy. Because he's got to go on where he wanted to go. And so I'm, I'm glad for him. I may read just part of a verse of scripture in a minute, but I'm going to read the obituary. It. it says, Troy Lee, age 73 of Lima, passed on at 1.13 p.m. Wednesday, March 3rd, 2021, at St. Rita's Medical Center. He was born March 31st, 1947 in Winchester, Kentucky, to the late Fred F. and Martha Mitchell Lee. He married Vendela Vindi Roselle, who preceded him in death, May 26, 2002. Mr. Lee was a self-employed contractor, enjoyed golfing, hunting, fishing, and just being outdoors. He was a member of Lyman Missionary Baptist Church and Lafayette Mem- Missionary Baptist Church, and I told Terry he'd been members of other churches besides these, I know. The most important thing to him was serving the Lord and helping others to do the same survivors include children Shelley Lee of Columbus, Tina Campbell Lee of Newark, Jason Susan Markle of Columbus, Janelle Trevor Enberg, and Troy R. Lee, both of Lima. Ten grandchildren and siblings, Tommy Sandy Lee of Kentucky and Diana Bill Trapp of Potasqua. So when Troy had uh, a big family. If we named everybody that was connected with Troy, and I'm talking about family members, uh, we'd had a much bigger list, and you all know that. But but anyway, uh, and I've been close to that family for all these years, and, and known Troy for 45 years, and, and we could call on each other just like family. And uh, uh, so that's the way I feel about those folks. I want to read something in the uh, 90th Psalm, And I only want to read part of a verse. In the ninth verse, and if you want to go back and read the whole 90th Psalm, boy, that's a, uh, they're all good, but that Psalm just is special to me. Uh, But in the ninth verse, the last part of that verse says, we spend our years as a tale that is told. And as I think about that, and you think about you, And I'm sure Troy uh, would say this. I know there's probably a lot of pages in his book or his story that he would think, well, I wish that page wasn't there and I wish that wasn't part of my life. Apostle Paul helps us and he helps me. There's a lot of things in my life that I wish wasn't there. I wish I could erase them. You cannot erase the pages That's in your book that's in the tale you're telling but paul helped us he said and he had some pages he'd like to erase he persecuted the church and so there were some things that went on in paul's life that he would like for it not to have been there we can't change that don't let the devil use that on you and keep you from doing what god wants you to do paul said forgetting those things that are behind. Now, he knew about them, but we need to put those things back there. And he said, reaching for those things that are before. He said, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. What is that? That's you getting where you can feel the Lord in your life. We're not going to get perfect. I don't know about you, but I've already give up on me being perfect. But I do want to do what God wants me to do, and I want to press toward that. And and if God wants me to do it, and and he does, and he gives me something to say or something to do, I want to do that because all of us need to be ready for this hour that came to Troy the other day. You need to get ready. If you're here and you're not ready, if you don't have Jesus, if you're not saved, You need that, and Troy would tell people as plain as anybody I know. I mean, he didn't hold anything back. He'd just tell people how important it was to have the Lord in their life. And uh, I love Troy Lee. Did I think he was perfect? Nope, he wasn't. I'm not, and you're not. But we need to do what we can do while we have opportunity. We need to do it for the Lord our days. It seemed like a few days ago that I went on that trip down there and and Tommy and Troy and all of us, and Eddie and all of us was young. It just seemed like a short time. We were young. You young people, it ain't going to be long. You're going to be looking back and you're going to say, it just seemed like a short time but I was young. To God, now this says this in uh, to God. The 90th Psalm says this. A thousand years is to God as yesterday when it's past. As a watch in the night, that was three hours. That's how fast our life goes. We need to get ready. And I want you all to pray. You know what Troy's wish would be for Today preach to my people, help my people. Yeah. He'd say, I don't care if you don't say nothing about me. I don't care about that. I want people to get ready to uh, go where I'm gone. And you got to trust in Jesus to do that. Let's have a prayer. Lord, we thank you for your presence. There's nothing like it in this world. And I appreciate your help so much. And God, I just pray that you'd help the singers as they come to sing. Thank you for this good choir and and what's already been sang. Uh, God help Brother Terry as he comes to bring the message. Just give him the words that's needed and the spirit to say it with that you can help our people. And I pray, Lord, that people have open hearts and just be willing to receive your word and embrace that and let it become part of them so that they can tell the story that you would have them to tell. And God, we just, again, thank you for your presence and and pray that you would comfort and help this family. These things we ask in your name. Amen.
1: ask us to sing a song here uh, and that was an honor <clears throat> thank you Janelle. know uh, I was one of those people that Troy helped Troy was a great like to me in my life me and my wife uh, Troy was a true friend. I've got a lot of friends uh, and I've got a lot of true friends but I can definitely say Troy was a true friend uh, Troy might have had a dollar in his pocket and if I needed it, he would have gave it to me too. Oh, that's the truth. Uh, any of you that knew Troy Lee uh, knew he was that way. Troy was one of those guys I could have called at 2 in the morning and if he was able, he would have been there to help. That's me. True. Um, it's a sad time, but it's a glad time too. It's a peace to know your friends and your loved ones. So if they went to heaven. There's just a peace in knowing that. Uh, got a story I'll tell about Troy and I. was actually, Denny I think talked about hunting. Uh, Troy was actually, or I was with Troy, I guess, when I got my first two deer. And uh, him and I had went on a piece of ground uh, we were allowed to be on, but instead of going back around, we kind of was gonna cross a piece of ground that had what they call a posted side. So uh, we weren't hunting on it. We just, instead of going back around, we wanted to do a shortcut. Well, it was a corn stubble field. We got to walking across there and boy, there was a truck came just flying back at cornfield. So my reaction was, I'm not gonna stay around. So I took off and I'm a little younger than Troy. So I was in front of him. And uh, I jumped a fence and went up a hill on a railroad track and went down. I finally got so far, I turned around, and there wasn't no Troy. So I didn't know what happened to him. So uh, me being a friend, I was. I turned around. I was going to go look for it. Well, he was laying there on the ground. He had made it up the railroad track, but he slipped, fell, and hit his head. And bot knocked him out. <laughs> he said, buddy, why'd you run for? I said, Troy, somebody's chasing you. I'm just going to run. So... But I had a, I had some great times with Troy, and uh, but like I said, Troy was a true friend of my life, uh, a great light like to me. So, and I, I'm not telling you something that a lot of you don't know, but Troy was just a, uh, he was like a dad to me. So, just, uh. but anyways, uh, this is go rest high, so go rest high, my friend.
2: certainly appreciate that song, appreciate the choir songs, appreciate Brother Denny, what he had to say it's touched my heart, stirred my heart I want to read some scripture here in just a little bit from the book of Psalms also, from the 40th Psalm verse 10 But before that I want to mention a few things, uh, shortly after that uh, Denny was uh, called a pastor uh, down there in Newark, uh, they invited me down there. Brother Denny called me, and I went down there and had revival. When I got down there, uh, Brother Denny introduced me to Troy and the Lee family, and boy, they've been a big, special part of my life ever since. And then uh, years later, well, you know, Troy came back to Lima and uh, was a member of Lima Church for a long time, and then was a member of Lafayette Church, and. Uh, But while Troy was a member of Lima Church, he continued to do the things that you were telling about him doing down there at Newark. He brought people to church that he worked with. Uh, He was interested in inviting people to church. Uh, Sunday before last, the 28th of uh, February, uh, when I preached uh, the message on Sunday morning, I used a text that was titled Witnessing, Testimonies, and Invitations. And it was the the central part of that was telling about what we as Christians need to do uh, to be a light that we need to live right and we need to invite people and we need to tell them about the Lord and we need to ask them to come to church and I thought uh, as I was praying about this message in this service this morning I thought there were times in Troy's life that I could have used him as an illustration uh, to depict what that message was about uh, he invited people to church he, he meant it he he wasn't uh, shy about asking people to come to church now let me kind of sum up to what we might call the last chapter of Troy's life the last chapter of Troy's life he wasn't able to go to church uh, but uh, I'd talked to him and visit him some and uh, he'd started uh, trying to watch our services on the live stream he had a little trouble getting live stream so uh, brother Doug uh, volunteered to send him CDs of our services so when we'd have our service of course we live stream them, but we'd also record them brother Doug Doug Thompson, he would make those CDs up and he'd send them to Troy. And Troy got talking about how good he loved those uh, CDs and what a blessing it was to him. He said, sometimes it feels just like I'm at church. Well, Troy had a maid that came to his house. Her name was Tiffany. And I stopped by uh, different times to visit Troy and happened to be there when Tiffany was there and got acquainted with Tiffany. Just a very sweet young lady. Troy got to talking to Tiffany about the Lord. Uh, we'd talk on the phone. He said, "Brother Terry, really, won't you pray for my aide, Tiffany?" He said, uh, "I've got a burden for her. He said I-, I believe she needs the Lord." And so he started playing those CDs for her when she was there at his house, uh, doing for him uh, what she did as an aide. He started playing those CDs, and he told her, "He said, now, uh, Tiffany, uh, even when you're not here, he said, you can watch their services. You can get online. You can probably get their live stream uh, from where you're at." And so she did, and she started watching them, and. Uh, so we talked a few times. Well, one Saturday, uh, Troy called. She was at his house, and he said, Brother Terry, he said, Tiffany's here. And said, so she's crying. So she said she needs to get saved. So he put her on speakerphone. I put our phone on speakerphone. So Linda and I and Troy and uh, Tiffany, we all prayed together. And uh, we prayed a while, and she got saved. And she said, I, I, I'm saved. And so she started coming to church. And uh, the other Sunday, she came to the altar, and she prayed. And she got up, and she explained that she was satisfied. She knew she was saved. And she joined church for baptism. So what Troy did in those early years, Brother Denny, you said uh, his main important focus was the Lord. And it was even till the time he died. And uh, if I would, and I'm not gonna do this, don't think I need to, but I'll just illustrate. If I would go down and make a list of all the people that he's asked me to pray for, uh, I could say, Troy asked me to pray for uh, I want you to put the, the name in the, the blank there that you might think fit in there. There's a lot of folks here that would say, what, he's talking about me. You'd be right. Uh, now, here's a scripture that I need to read. Uh, and as I was praying about this and searching the scriptures and God laid this scripture on my heart and showed it to me. It's in the hunt, or excuse me, it's in the 40th Psalm and the fourth verse. This is what the Psalmist said. He said, I have not hid thy righteousness within my heart, I have declared thy faithfulness and thy salvation. So the psalmist said, I've not hid the fact that I'm saved. I've not tried to hide the fact that I belong to the Lord. I've been open about it. I've not hid thy righteousness within my heart, but I've declared thy faithfulness and thy salvation. He goes on. He said, I have not concealed thy loving kindness and thy truth from the great congregation. And so uh, that's the description of what Troy could say. He could have said, and, and I can say it about him. He didn't try to hide the fact that he was saved. Uh, I don't understand really uh, why so many people saved uh, don't seem to want to show it too much. They don't want to go to church very much. and uh, They don't want to mention to anybody that uh, they know Jesus. And they, they don't want to talk to their friends and their family and say, boy, I, I'm glad I'm saved. I, I got saved at such and such a time, and the Lord's been good to me. Uh, boy, if you don't have that, you need that. I'm telling you what, I've, I've talked to people before and they say, well, I'm not a preacher. You don't have to be a preacher to tell somebody about Jesus. Uh, Troy wasn't a preacher, uh, but he sure did tell some folks about Jesus. He, he told people uh, that he was saved. and He said, you can get saved too. He's very open and very plain about it. Uh, over in 1 uh, Peter, I think it is probably the 3rd chapter in the 15th verse, it said, be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that lieth in you with meekness and fear. I'm glad I got something that I want to tell about. And I, I'm glad that everybody saved's got something they can tell about. Uh, you don't have to uh, be a, a Bible scholar to tell people about the Lord. Now, Troy, Troy was. You could say he was kind of a Bible scholar. I'm telling you what, uh, he and I uh, discussed the Bible and studied the Bible together. I'm telling you what, uh, brother, didn't he impress me with things he knew? Uh, he shared some thoughts with me before. And I said, well, boy, I'm glad you shared that with me. I might get to preach on that. We've had uh, times together uh, in his life when he was in church and when he was coming and when he was active. Boy, I'm telling you what, I've heard him teach Sunday school and do a good job. I've, I've had times, I've had great talks with Brother Troy. One of the things, and this is interesting to me, Denny said, uh, he said, Troy would probably say, he said those exact words to me. He said, Brother Terry said, one of these days, said, I'm gonna leave here. said, probably won't be long. He said, uh, I want you to preach my funeral. So I'm gonna tell him, I want you to preach my funeral. He said, don't tell them much about me, but tell them about Jesus. He said, I got family and I got friends and I got loved ones. He said, some of them needs to uh, get in church and live for the Lord. Some of them need to get saved so they can go to heaven. Uh, I'm telling you what, uh, Troy's gone to heaven. He's gone to be with the Lord. Uh, If you want to go where he's at, you're going to have to get saved. If you're not saved, you have to get saved. Jesus, and it seem like I quote this verse or part of it, Uh, almost every time I preach lately. In John 3, 3, Jesus said to Nicodemus, except ye be born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. If you want to uh, go to heaven, you have to be born again. Boy, Troy was born again. Well, how do you know, preacher? How can you say it so emphatically? I I felt the Lord in him. I got a witness of it. I've seen him move in the spirit. Brother Denny said he wasn't perfect, not by a long shot, but he was saved, a child of the king, and he had power with God, and he helped people. He was a help to me. I'm telling you what, a lot of times, uh, he'd, he'd be uplifting to me. Uh, one, time I, uh, one time, I remember uh, years and years ago, I used to live over on uh, Helen Avenue many years ago. Boy, I was going through a time. I was so down in the dumps. and uh, He come by and he said, uh, you act like you're way down in the dumps. And I said, why am He said, I don't understand that. He said, you got no reason to be down in the dumps. He said, you need to shake that off and get up and get with it. <laughs> and uh, I said, well, uh, you're probably right. And he was right. And so uh, God helps us. We're able, to, we're able to get up and go when we think we can't go. And if you're here today and you've never been saved, get saved. Jesus made some great imitations and it's all through the Bible. Uh, Jesus, uh, he said in one place, he said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me from I'm meek and lowly in heart and you shall find rest unto your souls. Well, i tell you what. The Bible said, seek ye the Lord while he may be found. It said, call ye upon him while he's near. I'm telling you what. It also says, seek and ye shall find. I'm telling you what. If you really want salvation, you can have it. The Bible said, whoso trusteth the Lord, happy is he. Well, I've seen Troy uh, in that happiness. I've seen Troy uh, when God was blessing him. He was being a help to people. And I'll tell you what, most of the time, uh, when I've been around Troy and he's been in church, most of the time when I'd talk to him, he'd talk to me. He would tell me about somebody he had a burden for. He'd tell me about somebody he was praying for. He was telling me about somebody. He'd say, Brother Terry, I want you to help me pray for these folks. Boy, it's been my honor to help him pray for some folks. And so uh, I've prayed for a lot of you folks at year, And uh, I'm glad that Troy's prayers are still vital. They're still, uh, they're still going on. They're still active. Just because his physical body has ceased to function, the prayers he prayed, God still honors. And so I'm telling you what. Let me read this again, and you think about, think about this, and relate it to Troy, and then think about yourself. How do you relate to it? The psalmist said, "I have not hid thy righteousness within my heart. I have declared thy faithfulness and thy salvation." Or are you letting it show? Are you declaring the faithfulness of God's salvation? The psalmist said, I have not concealed thy loving kindness and thy truth from the great congregation. So, so are you letting the loving kindness of God and the truth of God, God's blessing, are you letting it show in you? When Jesus was here and he spoke to the church, he said, Ye are the light of the world. I've talked to a lot of folks and said, Well, I don't know what to say. Uh, I'm, well, let me give you this. I've preached a lot recently about some people uh, in the bible uh, he, some of them are examples in the first chapter of the book of john john declared when he saw jesus he said behold the lamb of god that take away the sin of the world and then there were some of them with john that went to walking after jesus he asked them what did they want And they said we want to see where you dwell he said come and see and so andrew began to follow him he asked andrew to follow him but you know what andrew did first andrew was simon peter's brother andrew went and got simon he said simon I'll put this in my words. He said, Simon, come with me. We found the Messiah. We need to go follow him. So when the Lord calls us, and and we've we've got that desire in our heart, we can share that. We can go to our friends and say, come. Look what I've found. You can have this too. A little later in that same chapter, Jesus called Philip. He said, Philip, come and follow me. Well, Philip, uh, when he began to follow Jesus, he went and found Nathaniel. He said, "Nathaniel." Come with me. We found a Messiah. You can go with us. We can follow Jesus. Nathaniel was a little skeptical. He said, when, when Philip told him about Jesus of Nazareth, and, and Nathanael said, can any good thing come out of Nazareth? But when Jesus spoke to Nathaniel, it connected and he knew he was the Lord. And he acknowledged it. So I'm, I, I, I need to hush. But it said, really pray. Consider where you at. And I thank God for Troy. I want to say a prayer in After I pray, I'm going to explain a few things. Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for letting us be here today. God, we thank you for Troy. God, we thank you for letting him be a part of our life. We thank you for his testimony. Uh, God, we uh, thank you for the power of God that you use through him to touch other people's lives and help people. Uh, God, I thank you that the church is that way. And when we'll put our uh, trust and our faith in you, Lord, we can do things uh, that we couldn't imagine we could do because you're involved in it and and you're really the one that gets it done. God, just help us today and help those that are here, those that are not saved, if there are any, help them to realize they need to get saved, help them to seek you, Lord. If there's some here that's been saved that's not living for you, help them to realize they need to get in and follow you so they can help somebody and they can be happy and they can bless God. Lord, we ask these things and we praise you in Jesus' name and amen. Okay, so uh, in just a moment, when I turn back over to the funeral director, what we'd like to do and what families requested and the funeral directors prepared to do that. Uh, They're going to come, they're going to take Troy Lee, take his remains back to the foyer and then they're going to release the congregation from the back rows so you won't need to come up the front, you can just go ahead and go out through the foyer for your final viewing and then after everybody else is out there, of course, give the family a little bit of private time to come and, and view and then after uh, that's over after the viewing's over. The family has requested to have a private uh, burial at the cemetery. So, uh, just the family is going to the cemetery, so other folks won't need to do that. And so, just explain it. So, at this time, we'll turn over to the funeral director. Um. I need to make an addendum to my announcement. Uh, Sister Janelle said, uh, we would like for you to tell anybody that wants to go to the cemetery that they are welcome. She said, because there's some folks here uh, that are not uh, really uh, biological family, but she said they feel like family and they're really close friends. And so any of them that wants to go to the cemetery for the burial, she said, uh, kind of change that and tell them that they're they're able to go and we're glad to have them. okay